Well, welcome, 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 everybody. I'm Pastor Pamela. I'm the founder of uh, From Host to Wholeness Foundation, and we are excited tonight for Freedom Friday, a special friend in my life who I met several years ago uh, at a diva conference that Pastor Gail Campbell in Wisconsin was sponsoring. And uh, we have become great sisters in the Lord and in the work of the kingdom of God together. And I'm so excited and don't wanna take a lot of time. Um, I wanna give her the floor tonight to just speak what's on her heart. Um, before I do that, I wanna just give a, a little bit of uh, information about uh, the upcoming event. Um, the Freedom Fridays for the month of April are booked and locked in. If you go to From Holes to Wholeness um, Facebook page, you'll see all of the information on the calendar for this uh, month of April for all of our speakers. And um, you'll also see some information about our first in-person women's event, uh, The Whole Woman, It's Time for Freedom, that will happen on May the 15th, 2021. It'll be here in Pasco, Washington, held at Cornerstone Church Tri-Cities. I'm actually here at the church tonight in the building because I did some other things tonight, but you are free to just register, share the link. Not only is there an option for you to register to be here, but for those of you that are unable to be here, there's an option for you to join us virtually and register that way. So watch on our Facebook page, mute yourselves if you're jumping in for the first time right now tonight, but we are excited about Freedom Friday and especially, again, for my dear friend, Evangelist Tracy Cannon, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. So let me just read a little bit about her and let her do what she does tonight. And uh, I'm just super excited. So here we go. Evangelist Tracy Cannon is licensed under the Higher Ground International Ministries and the leadership of Bishop Terrence Coleman, pastor of Greater Pentecostal Church of God. She completed biblical court uh, coursework for evangelism from the Anon Bible College of Bethesda Temple Church of God. She is a member of the uh, ministerial team of Greater Pentecostal Church, the former director of the Hearts on F uh, Fire Singles Ministry, and previously served as treasurer of the Midwestern District Council Singles Ministry of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World, PA. Evangelist Cannon continues to be a student of the Bible, studying the word of God to know him. In 2017, Evangelist Cannon founded Lace Covenant Ministries with the launching of its first women's conference in St. Louis, Missouri, described as life-changing by those who attended. With the vision of restoration to God's purpose, Lace Covenant imparts from God's heart, his promises and his call to the place he intended for these times. The power of submission to God and to his plan for us is where the real power for living is found. Evangelist Cannon preaches and teaches the word of God and is given the prophetic intercession. While ministering, the Lord sometimes gives her prophetic insight into the needs of people when they stand before her, before her and the Lord takes the opportunity to raise their faith of deliverance and believing his word. That hearers enjoy the word is not enough for Evangelist Cannon. Her expectancy is that the Lord would demonstrate his power under the authority of Jesus' name. Having a strong belief in doing the will of God, Evangelist Cannon encourages people of God to pursue excellence in the natural and spiritual in their natural and their spiritual lives. She is the mother of two adult sons and to others the Lord has given her to raise. She is often sought after for her administrative and analytical expertise and has sown into the lives of many by her writing, editing, and consulting. Thankful that God has allowed her to obtain two master's degrees 
and to complete doctoral work, Evangelist Cannon realizes the weightier matter is that she has been called to this place and time by the Lord. So all you Freedom Friday whole women of God, help me welcome Evangelist Tracy Cannon tonight. God bless you, Pastor Kenzie and everybody. All of you whole women, God bless you this evening. Amen. Yes. We thank God that he is the God of the whole woman. Yes, he is. Amen. And so I'm just so happy to be here. I'm happy to know that God is still breaking chains. He's breaking chains. He's freeing us. He is healing us from every hole that we have. And you know what I find is that sometimes we think we have them all filled and we don't. And it takes the Holy Ghost to show us what still needs to be done. Amen. Do you mind if I just say a word of prayer before I give you what the Lord, I believe the Lord wants us to hear tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your power. We thank you, Lord God, that you hear us. Lord, you hear us when we pray. You hear us when we cry. You see our wounds and you are our deliverer. So tonight, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus to have your way. We pray that you fill holes tonight, oh God, that you make us whole in every way and that you get all of the glory as you do what you do tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I see Pastor Gail Campbell tonight. God bless you, Pastor Gail. Amen. And everybody who is here. So, you know, we serve the God who sees us. If you can just say that God sees me. God sees me. There are times in our life where we can feel so insignificant. We can feel like we don't have what we need in order to live the life God called us to. And we can feel like sometimes we don't have our, our finger on the pulse of our purpose. And there is so much pain in that, that I have discovered not really understanding who we are, that's a hole that God needs to fill. That is a hole in and of itself. I wanna talk just a few minutes about the, how God sees the unlikely. Those who we might overlook, God sees. And when we feel at our worst, God sees us. You know the story of Hagar and how Sarah, Sariah at that time was barren. God had given great promises. God has given us promises in our life that we are still looking for him to fulfill. Amen. There's more to come. There is more to come. Whatever you're waiting for God to do, there is more to come. God is not finished with you yet. And that's why you're here. God is not finished. Amen. And so we know the story, right? How God had given great promises. In fact, he had told a man who thought he had no seed. 
that he was going to have a seed so numerable that he wouldn't be able to count. Remember, God told him, if you could count the stars, you could count your seed. And since you can't count the stars, you can't count your seed. That's how big the promise was that God gave Abram. And so in order to fulfill the promise, he would need the womb of Sarah. But Sarah was barren. Can you imagine the pain of being the woman who's barren and you've heard a promise like that from God? If God has promised your husband that his seed would be innumerable, but your womb is closed, it'll make you question, Lord, how do I even fit in? Do I even have a part in this? Am I that insignificant that with a promise that big, I don't have what it takes? And that's how we see ourselves sometimes. We see ourselves as the one who does not have what it takes. However big the promise may be, we see ourselves as the one who is in the way because it seems like our womb is shut. And so in the 16th chapter of Genesis, I'm just going to read the first few chapters, first few verses. Now, Sariah, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had handmade an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sariah said unto Abram, behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. The Lord, she said, had restrained her from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sariah. And Sariah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And we know that when she gave Abram, her husband, Hagar, we know that he went in unto Hagar and we know that Hagar conceived. But look at what Sarah said. She said, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. The Lord has restrained me from bearing. So can you imagine being that woman who has heard the promise of the Lord, feeling like you are excluded from the promise? If she knew the word was from God and yet God had shut up her womb, then she felt with all the pain of that, that she was going to have to do something herself. As we look for God to do great things, but yet we feel ill-equipped, we feel like surely he must be leaving me out. God has a plan that does not include me. And to feel rejected by God, Think about that for a minute. I don't know about you, but I have had some rejection 
in my life that has left me with holes so big that it seemed they would never be healed. So to be that one who knows the, the immense plan of God and to feel that God has spoken it, but since he didn't fix you, he must not have intended for you to be a part. Now we talking rejection from God himself. And so then also look at this about Sarai. She was married to a rich man. And for a rich man to have no seed, that meant those that were not from her womb nor from his loins would be his inheritance. And so for a rich man with a wife that had, that could not bear children, she felt her entire purpose in life was cut off. We feel that way sometimes. We can have holes in us and we can tread through one day at a time with a smile on our face, yet feeling like, God, what about me? Lord, what about the hole I carry every day? What about the pain I'm in every day? Lord, will you fix me? And so this was the woman who said to her husband, God has restrained me from bearing. But yet, knowing that God had the power to fix her womb, God had the power to allow the seed at the right time, she still took upon herself to fill the hole. We can't fill the holes that God has to fill. And so we know that she gave Hagar to her husband and Hagar got pregnant. And so when Hagar got pregnant, well, let me back up a little bit. Before she even knew she was pregnant, Hagar, you know how we do as women, Hagar began to compare herself to Sariah. So here is the wife of this wealthy man. She cannot bear him children, but I can. That kind of thinking, when we don't even realize it, we are creating holes in, in another woman. We are creating holes in somebody else. And so she wore that so outwardly that Hagar saw it. It wasn't just a hidden thing of the heart. That's bad enough. But she wore that so outwardly that Hagar saw it. And Hagar, we know how we do. Oh, it's time for her to go. <laughs> right? And so Hagar went to her husband and said, she has got to leave. Because she is rising up against me. And I am your wife. And so Hagar did what many of us would have done. Well, first of all, let's back up. Many of us would not have given Hagar to our husband in the first place. Mm -mm. No, but she did. And as a result, here we are with Hagar um, rising up against Sarah, feeling like she was something that Sarah was not. And so Abram hearkened to his wife. He hearkened to his wife the first time and had Hagar, right? Now he's hearkening to his wife again and he is sending her away. 
And so the Bible says he sent her away with a loaf of bread and a bottle of water into the wilderness. Now imagine, here is Hagar. This is where I see us with holes that we have to recognize. Hagar didn't ask for it. And I can hear us in this audience tonight. Some of us have said, Lord, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't go to Abram. I didn't seduce him. I didn't ask for this. And this is not the way my life was supposed to be. Have you ever been in a place where you would say, Lord, this is not what my life was supposed to be. This is not who I am supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be the one that's carrying the seed of a man whose wife is sending me away into the wilderness to die. I didn't ask for this. What is it that you can pinpoint in your life where you can say, Lord, I didn't do this. I didn't ask for this, but here I am with a hole in my soul. And I didn't do it. But what choice did she have but to obey Sarah? And what choice did she have but to go off into the wilderness with a bottle of water and a loaf of bread? My God. So look at the rejection first. Sarah feels she's rejected by God. And here comes that hole again with Hagar being rejected by the man she slept with. She didn't ask for. And now she's going off into what could be her death. My God. I don't know about you, but it's so many things I could say, Lord, I didn't ask for this. Here I am in it, God, and I didn't ask for it. This could kill me, and I did not ask for it. God, if you don't help me, Lord, if you don't touch my soul, Lord, if you don't provide for me, Lord, if your eyes are not on me right now, this will kill me. And so she went off into the wilderness. And the Bible tells us that from where she was, the angel of the Lord appeared to hate her. Now imagine the unlikely one. Sometimes we see ourselves as the unlikely one. And sometimes we see another person as the unlikely Ooh. one. But we know that the angel of the Lord appeared to Hagar, the slave woman that had been sent off with a loaf of bread and a bottle of water. Here was the angel of the Lord. And so the angel of the Lord asked her, Sarah, I mean, Hagar, where are you going? Now, we know God knew the answer, but God was after something. God was getting ready to fill a hole. Because Hagar said, I flee from my mistress. The angel of the Lord said, go back. God was filling a hole. 
Because see, uh, Hagar had risen up in her spirit because of the pride she had with having slept with this wealthy man and having conceived a child by this wealthy man and feeling like she was better than Sarah. There was some pride that probably Hagar didn't know she had until that moment. Sometimes we have a hole we don't even know we have. And it takes God to show us where we are. If he'll show it to you, he will certainly fill it. Won't he fill the hole? Amen. And so the angel of the Lord said, go back and humble yourself to Sarah. Now, I know me. I can't speak for anybody else. That would have been a long, long road. <laughs> Going back would have been a long road for me. But therein was her life, her life. And this is what she said. Hagar, if you look at scripture, this unlikely one was the first one to give the Lord a name. Hagar said, the Lord who sees me. She named him the Lord who sees me, the God who sees me. He hadn't been given a name like that before. This unlikely one. And in fact, this was the first time that the Bible says the angel of the Lord. We're talking about Hagar. We're talking about the one who slept with somebody else's husband. And was now in the wilderness with a loaf of bread and a bottle of water. But here came the angel of the Lord. When you think you don't have a place with God, when you think you're a castaway, when you think you have some holes that God cannot fill, let me tell you that God sees you. God sees you. He sees deep in your soul. And not only does he see you, he will fill the hole, even if you have to take a long road back. So he told her, go back and submit yourself to Sarah. Because that's the way she was going to live. Had she not, she would have been stuck in the wilderness. And soon the bottle of water and the loaf of bread would have been gone. So not only would she have perished, but, but the seed in her womb would have perished. So God sees beyond our limitations. God himself sees way beyond where you think you are. If you think you're in the wilderness, God sees the turning of the page. And God will tell you to do what it's going to take, not only for you to live, but for him to fill the hole and bring forth the seed. See, we have so much, just like she did. Sarah had all of her future. She had all of her worth. She had all of her value wrapped up in her womb. But the God we serve, he can wake up what he needs to wake up when he needs to wake it up. He can heal what he needs to heal when he needs to heal. Whatever that thing.
nostalgia makes. This is the God who sees you in the place where you could have died. That's the God who brought you out. That's the God who Imagine being in the wilderness. We've been through our wilderness. I've been through my wilderness, and who knows what's going to happen before the Lord comes, but I said the God who sees me. Who bless the name of the Lord? And so we know, hallelujah, that before she went dredging back, the angel of the Lord told her, you are with child. His name shall be called Ishmael. This is the most, un and we know the story of Ishmael. Ishmael grew up to be somewhat of a rebel. And we look at the war going on even now between the brothers, between the two seeds. But yet God appeared to Hagar. So whomever it is that has told you, you the unlikely one. Hmm. Not in the eyes of God. Because nothing is a waste. Not one seed is a waste to God. Amen. And so God himself made a promise to Abram. Right? So Hagar went back. Hagar went back. Hagar humbled herself. That was God filling the hole of pride. The hard thing that you have to do. My God, the hard thing that'll make you say, Lord, really? You really want me to do that? Is that the only way I can be delivered? Humble yourself so God can fill every hole that you have. Amen. And so we know she went back. We know that she um, gave birth to her child. We know that because she gave birth to her child, Sarah sent her away again. But nonetheless, what Sarah could not undo was the fact that Hagar had named the Lord the God who sees me. She knew he saw her. And so now leaving, she knew she served a God who saw her. And so when she left again, here came the Lord. Here came her deliverance in the desert. And he, God made her a promise. Because see, when God made a promise to Abram that his seed, he made, a, he made more than a promise. He entered into a covenant. So when he entered into the covenant with Abram, and remember the way he entered into the covenant with Abram, he caused a deep sleep to fall upon Abram. This is how much the covenant meant to God. He caused a deep sleep to fall upon Abram. And as Abram slept, well, before he slept, Abram took animals and he cut them in pieces, in two. And the blood of those animals spilled in between each half. That was a custom of the way people, men, entered into covenants. They would walk between the, the blood, those split pieces, and walk through that blood and say, may the Lord do worse than this to me if I don't keep my word. And so because God was the only one who could keep his word to Abram, he let Abram sleep. 
And then he caused a lantern representing his own spirit, his own presence to walk between those pieces. And God sealed the covenant by the only one who could make the promise. And that was himself because he knew what he told Abram only he could do. Abram couldn't do it. And so here we are, fast forward. God made some promises to Abram. He entered into a covenant with Abram and he could not break that covenant. So even though Ishmael was not the seed, he was a seed of Abraham. And he came through the womb of the unlikely one. He came through the womb of Hagar. And so God said when he found Hagar in the wilderness the second time, she had laid her child down and turned her back because she couldn't watch him die. And the Lord appeared to her again and told her that he was going to bless her child. Pick up your child because I'm going to bless him. He's going to be a great nation is coming out of him. Why? Because God heard the child and he fulfilled that because of Abraham because of the covenant. So I say all that to say, God has not forgotten one thing he promised you. Whatever your wilderness, wherever you think you are, that, the, that God can't see you and doesn't hear you. We serve the same God Hagar served. The God who sees me. Can somebody say that? I serve the God who sees me. I serve the God who sees every hole in my soul. I serve the God who sees every tear that runs down my face. I see the God who heard me when I said, I didn't ask for this. But that is the God who sees us. And just as he promised, the seed of Ishmael became great. Now, the unlikeliness of that seed, and as we know the rebellion of that seed, nonetheless, God kept his word. Don't let anybody count you out. Don't let anybody tell you you've waited too long and that God is not going to heal you and keep his word because the God we serve keeps every word out of his mouth. Amen. Be healed, women of God, tonight. Every hole, let God fill it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And let me say one more thing because I want to pray for the women of God. But let me say one more thing. Sometimes we think we are whole in places where we don't even know we need the Lord. I was standing in my kitchen. This was about a week ago. And I was um, doing some dishes and you know how you so many things to do in the kitchen. I was thinking back on my teenage years. Now, when I was a teenager, I guess probably about the age of about 14, my mother um, had multiple sclerosis. And about the age of my early teens, it began to manifest. And by the time I was 16 or 17, she could not walk. And so I spent, myself and my sisters, we spent our teens and our 20s and, and so forth caring for our mother because she could not care for herself. 
And we did it with love, right? But I did not even know I had a hole about it. As I was standing there in my kitchen and thinking back about the things my mother suffered, the Holy Ghost showed me how angry I was and I didn't even know it. God will reveal to you where you have a hole that he needs to fill. As I thought about my mother and the things that she suffered, the Holy Ghost began to, to uh, minister to me to repent of the anger. And as I did, tears started rolling down my face and God started filling something in me that I didn't even know was empty. I didn't even know there was a hole of anger over the things my mother suffered. So I say that to say this, let the spotlight of God, let the Holy Ghost minister to you tonight where you have a hole you didn't even know you had. Hagar didn't know it was pride, but God did. So he sent her back to humble herself so he could fill that hole because a nation was coming out of her and she didn't even know it. Mm. amen god bless you every one of you tonight amen, amen. ladies god if you don't mind just go into the chat box and let evangelist tracy cannon know how much you were blessed by this word i know i did see a lot of comments coming through but sis we are that thank you so so much evangelist for pouring into us tonight and and your transparency and just your openness and the power and the spirit of god so in you, you releasing that word to us tonight we are so blessed and forever changed um knowing that god sees listen even when other people don't see us out of his eyes they'll see us through our holes they'll see our pride and they'll speak that they'll see our anger and they'll speak loneliness or our depression and they'll see, speak what they see god says i call things that are not as though they were Amen. i may not see you may not feel like we're where god wants us to be but we know what he says because he's the promise keeper and the covenant keeper yes. and what he said he means and he stands by his word i preached on wednesday night that god can do anything but lie and fail because Amen. he's a He's the way, the truth, and the life. Everything that comes out of his mouth is truth. And we thank you for the truth that you spoke over our lives here tonight that God sees and he knows. And thank you so much. I tell you, I was just here just in the church. Like I said, I'm here at the church tonight just by myself, but I was just shouting up a storm in here. But I praise God for you. Thank you, Lord. And God love bless you so much uh, for being on Freedom Friday with us all here tonight. So Evangelist, um, would you just for a minute, just share a little bit about Lace Covenant and how people can um, get any of that information so that they can see what you're doing, support what you're doing. Tell us a little bit. Uh, I know I read the bio, but some of the ladies didn't hop on right away. So tell us a little bit about your ministry, Lace Covenant, and, and, and how people could get that information. And I'll share it. Go ahead. So. Amen. So God himself gave me Lace Covenant um, as a ministry that would heal women by bringing us to our purpose. 
I was watching television. The Lord had been dealing with me about that ministry for some time, but I was watching television one night and I saw the, the um, thousands of women who were walking in protest and they had their signs and they had their um, uh, crowds and they had their words and they were in protest about something that was uh, unfair to us as women. And God spoke to me and he said, they don't know that their power is in their purpose. The power that God has given us as women resides in the purpose in which he created us. God created us as a remedy. When we realize we are the answer, when we realize we are the solution to a problem, because remember, Adam could not bring forth. The Lord said, be fruitful and multiply, but how could he without a woman? So we came into creation because of a need. We are here to fulfill a need and life beats us up so that we sometimes don't know that. And so God said, when we realize our purpose, that's where the power is. And so God gave me that ministry to minister to women about who we are and where the power is. So lace signifies the delicacy that we have as women because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and covenant signifies his promise to us. Amen. So that's what Lace Covenant means. And I do have a Facebook page, Lace Covenant. If you, if you um, go to that, search for that page, you'll find me there. But also um, you can email me at lacecove, L-A-C-E-C-O-V-E at gmail.com. You said Lace Cove? Lace Cove at gmail. Okay. Well, ladies, I got that in there for you guys to see. Well, thank you again so much, Evangelist Tracy Cannon, for being with us here tonight for Freedom Friday. And I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let you close us out in prayer. We will get your information on, on, our on our Facebook page as well so that people will have that information as well as the, e the Gmail that's in there. But thank you again. We love you. We praise God for you. And we'll just want you to just close us out tonight and we'll celebrate our Friday and enjoy our weekend. Knowing that God is the God who sees. Woo. Yes, Amen. God who sees us. God who sees me. Make it personal. Yeah. God who sees Please me. me. Huh. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In your wilderness that could have killed you, God saw you. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are right now, God sees you. Oh, glory to God. Mm. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these great women of God tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for Pastor Kenzie. I thank you for from holes to wholeness and everything that you plan to do, Lord, through this ministry. Lord, I thank you for everyone who is present. I thank you for however you have ministered to us individually by your word. Lord, fill every hole. Show us, Lord, where we have a hole that we don't even know we have. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that just as you saw Hagar 
Help us to always know you see us, God. We are never out of your view. Our suffering is not hidden from you. Lord God, the greatness you have planned in us is not hidden, Lord God. Lord, I pray right now against the power of rejection. Sariah thought she was rejected by you. And the power of that rejection started, Lord God, a snowball of problems that landed Hagar in the wilderness. Lord, heal the rejection. And then here was Hagar rejected by the man who had taken her to be his wife, rejected by the woman who brought it all to pass. And so the power of rejection will drive us to places, Lord, that it looks like we can't come back from. But we come against it tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, touch the whole of rejection. Touch the whole, oh God, of the hurt and the pain and the disappointment. Touch the whole, oh God. And Lord, we come against the whole of pride. We humble ourselves before you so that we can be healed in every way. And whatever you tell us to do, like you told Hagar, Lord, whatever you say, we'll do what you say so that you can feel the whole. Lord, I ask you to touch every heart, mend every tear, oh God. Lord, make us whole in every way and let us give you the glory because you are the God who sees. And we bless your name forever. Forgive us, Lord, in any place where we have taken the promise into our own hands because you had a plan and you have a plan for each one of us. We repent, Lord, of everything that has displeased you, every sin, every iniquity. Lord God, we repent of doing things our own way. We put it back into your hands, oh God. Whatever it is, we give it back to you so that you can fill the holes in the name of Jesus and that you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you Amen. so much, Evangelist. We sure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lace Covenant. I was the guest of the From Holes to Wholeness Ministry, Freedom Friday, where we heard about the God who sees me. Join us again as we continue this journey together to build your faith.